Welcome to You Belong. I'm your host, author D. Michelle, encouraging you to remove that label, that title, that position, or even that social media status and focus on your kingdom status by knowing you belong to God first. And when God is first, that's when you can fit in even when you don't because you know you belong. I'm your host, D. Michelle, and today I have the founder of the Lioness Summit, Darla Morrison, here with me today. She is a publicist and PR agent to some phenomenal women, I might add. And we met over seven or eight years ago at a conference in Tennessee. And it's just been great to see how God has grown in both of our lives and ministries and businesses. So welcome to the show, Darla. Oh, thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. And the, I remember the first time that I met you uh, when we were at that conference and I was just automatically just drawn to you and your energy and your personality. So to say that we're friends is just, it's a God thing, uh, not because of, of anything we've done, but God just keeps bringing us back together and I love it. I'm grateful for it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I've gotten to know you pretty well, but I want you to introduce the audience and I always start out with kind of a deep question for people to just open up, but I'd love for <laughs> to hear how we all have been on this journey of belonging in some way, mm. shape, or form, where you felt yep. like you stick out, you don't really fit in, and, and sometimes you're comfortable <laughs> with it, I might add, you know, because mm. we are supposed to be salt and light in the earth, right? But there mm -hmm. had to be a time, Darla, I'm sure in your journey too, where you felt like, uh-oh, I don't <laughs> belong. So have you had that? Rut roll. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I've actually had that many times because uh, that happens more than once and in different situations. Um, some can be work-related, some can be ministry-related, some can be with friends, relationships. So, yeah, so I think, oh, wow, the most recent. <laughs> yeah, sure. I, honestly, you know, just to be raw and authentic, I, I think going through um, realizing that um, I, I was, ah, this is the first time I've talked about this, so I'll try not to get too emotional. But but realizing that um, I, I was I was in the downward spiral of a divorce, mm -hmm. and realizing where do I fit in in this? How do we, how where's God in this? I don't fit in. I felt like I didn't fit in anywhere. I didn't feel like I felt in the Christian community. I didn't feel like I felt. I, I didn't feel like I felt uh, uh, fit in anywhere because it was just so raw. And it was just very, um, it was just very difficult to know how to explain, how to talk through uh, the, the nuances that that surround that, and and trying to be honest but protect my kids, but be kind but also be honest. I mean, it was just like you are. You, I've I've likened it to. Um, a horse falling down marble stairs. That's really what I felt like. <laughs> I just couldn't get my footing. It wasn't graceful. I didn't do a lot of things right. Um, and so I, it's, it's interesting. I almost started a, a blog at the time, not to vent at all, but to realize there was other people going through the same thing. And, um, and I, I regret not doing that because, um, that's the, that was the biggest point when I didn't feel like I belonged. And that was, that should have been the biggest point where I, I gathered other people in and said, Hey, 
I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one here. So I, I think that was the toughest time for me. Okay. So how did you overcome it? Wasn't the blog, but how did you get through it? <laughs> wow. Uh, so it's interesting. God has just revealed to me something that, you know, ha as you start growing, you're like, God, I, I, I want to get rid of this. Where did this start? You know, where did this habit start? So at the time, what really was my survival point was anonymity. <laughs> And, and, and it's because I was so um, very active in the Christian community and going through that, I wanted, I didn't want to be, I wasn't ready to answer questions. I didn't want to, I didn't want to hear the, oh, how are you and how are the girls? So I, I would go to churches where I knew the pastor was godly, very, um, just very theologically sound, but I didn't know anybody. And I would slip in the back door after they did all the greeting and I would hear the sermon because I wanted to be fed, but I didn't want to have to interact. So I started a, um, a protection of myself of anonymity that where I can still be fed. Um, and as soon as everybody would bow their heads and it was over, I would slip back out because I didn't want to talk to anybody after church. Mm -hmm. And um, so w what I did developed into me building walls mm -hmm. and I didn't like that. And so that was, that is something that recently God has just shown me. You, you don't have to keep being anonymous anymore. Mm. You, that, that may have been survival, but you've been living off of something. You, you don't have to survive anymore. And you can be vulnerable now. It's okay. God is with you. And, and uh, I, I would say to anyone who goes through a hard time of grieving that it's okay to live in a survival mode for a, for a short time in your journey. Don't stay there. You know, don't stay small. Yeah, don't say small. And I have to imagine that oh, being anonymous, <laughs> to me, it, I would just say more simple, just invisible. But God yeah. wants you to know that you're not invisible. Mm, exactly. He sees you. Yeah. And sometimes it takes great courage for you to be seen, mm. be seen fully by God and being okay, being seen by people who may try to say positive or negative about what you're going through, but knowing that the only thing matters is that you're seen by God. So mm. I want to change a little bit and talk about our theme for this month. We're talking about courageous love. So now that you've walked through the healing process from a divorce, how courageous are you in, in loving others? Oh my goodness. It has made me so much more hypersensitive mm -hmm. uh, to, to people because I understand that everybody's going through something when you're around them and to to take them where they're at and understand they're giving their best that day and to be okay with that and to just love them where they're at because i was walking around hurting i was walking around like just an, an open wound but i still want to put on my smile and be my very best and sometimes i wasn't and so the most courageous things that i was able to do was um to stay positive with my and, and genuinely positive with with my with my children, staying open and um, because they're all grown adults, and so it's different. It's not like I've got to pick up little kids and talk to them. These are adults that were asking me the hard questions. So being vulnerable with them and loving myself through that, I think that has been the hardest and the most layering thing is is loving myself again and seeing myself as worthy through Christ, seeing myself as worthy no matter what anybody says or does. Mm, that's good. That's good. 
And I love that you've taken on another layer, and I've seen this in you over the past year, but would love for you to share with the audience because Darla, she's from <laughs> Alabama and uh, originally, right? Detail. And lives in Nashville right now. Mm-hmm. And we met in a def- different city. It's amazing um, where I was speaking. <laughs> and what's great about Darla is her courage to love between the races, even Mm -hmm. if she may not get everything. And so that's some courage. I've some courageous love I've Mm -hmm. seen about her. And it's not just, how's your hair so different? Yeah, we'll we'll get to that later. (laughs) (laughs) But it's beyond that, especially over this past year. So just share with the audience, like what happened? What awakened you to say, you know what? I need to have some courageous conversations with people who don't look like me. So going back to my what I had said earlier, you you don't always know what everybody's going through, and so nobody's not everybody's going to tell you where they're hurting, where they're struggling. And as we were um, faced with so much um, throughout the whole U.S. last year of being uh, the tipping point, being aware of the fact of how many how much everybody's just kept turning their their head away from. Um, all of our racial problems that we were having, that we would, we would take it a little bit here and there. My, my, my heart was broken. And I was, I'll be honest with you, I was appalled when I was seeing things on TV that I thought, is that still going on? Are you kidding me? And as I carried on conversations with my dear friends who are not the, uh, the Caucasian, you know, middle-class girls raised in the South, I, I was, I was brokenhearted and I would sit there and I would just cry at every conversation realizing, wow, I, I, I didn't know. And they would be telling me, well, I'm not going to go and just talk about that. I, so it made me ask more questions. And it, it made me realize, hey, we've got to, we've got to make sure that whatever we are learning um, in all of this, to make sure that what we're learning personally, we, we don't let it just be a moment. We don't let it be a, oh, well, that was the hyper thing that I was talking about and now move on. I, I, I wanted things to change. Um, my daughter, um, who is uh, my youngest daughter, she had even sent me some information and said, mom, this is what's really been going on. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's so sad and horrific at the same time, all the way from our laws. I, I was just like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. I, I had no idea. And I think the average person doesn't have any idea because nobody wants to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And as I was 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 learning from from you, D. Michelle, and some of the things that you face, and, and I saw from some of so many of my other friends that unfortunately, and I even hate to say this now, and I'll try not to even get upset now at myself, but there were things I was doing that, that I was being racist and didn't even was not even aware because I wasn't trying to be that way, but because of my ignorance, because I didn't seek out, because I didn't try to understand, I didn't ask those hard questions, that I was doing nothing. Mm. And Would that is- and share one of those things? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes, I will. Um, so what? what <sighs> safe place. Uh, one of the things that that I was so unaware of and didn't even pay attention to that I was being racist is just how I address my friends and how I didn't interact with them in personal ways and didn't ask them the hard questions like I would somebody else. 
um, specifically, you know, is it different raising your children here in the South? Because I raised three girls and one of my dear friends, she has a teenage boy. I never knew, never even thought of, of some of the things that she was going through of, of how difficult it is raising a, a teenage African-American young boy in today's culture in the South. I thought we were past so many things mm -hmm. and clearly we weren't. So um, it, it was my ignorance was, was my biggest thing. Um, another thing is when, when raising my daughters, and this is going to be hard. Gosh, this is going to be hard to say. I, I, because I, I, I'll just go ahead and say it. Well, we had a lot of, of friends and youth um, that were African-American. Um, I, I, my daughters weren't allowed um, to date. Mm -hmm. And um, gosh, this is hard to say because um, I, honestly, I was scared. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what not be scared of what people would think, but I was scared of all of the outcome from it. Mm -hmm. And um, I, my daughters would even ask and say, you know, they're our best friends and everything. Why wouldn't we be allowed to date them? Mm -hmm. And my, my comment was, you know, that, um, well, our cultures are different. Mm -hmm. and, and this would never work in the South. And uh, quite honestly, that is just a brutal cover-up of being um, just making a difference mm -hmm. and it was something that I've had to um, come back to and I've even apologized to my daughters mm -hmm. I've apologized to my friends and said wow I didn't even gosh that that was um, that was not Christ wouldn't do that mm -hmm. I mean bottom line is Christ would not do that yeah so yeah. that was that's hard <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that. And thank you for your vulnerability. <sighs> and if anybody's listening and you're feeling like, see, I knew that, you know what, this is a safe place here and there's nothing but love. Thank you for your courageous love to even mm. share that revelation and even to go back and apologize to your daughters mm. and even to your friends. Like I wasn't thinking this yeah. way. So that's amazing. And I, I feel conviction because it's Black History Month, and it was on my heart that, oh, I need to have all these African-Americans on here. And I'm like, well, see, that's what happens. We continue to have these silo groups of conversations, and we need more conversations like this, where people mm. are meeting in the middle and talking freely and openly about these are, this is where I've been, mm. this is where I'm not going to be and live anymore and be courageous. And that's yeah. what I want to inspire is more people. We need people. At the yeah. heart with people who don't look like each other all coming together yeah. and having real conversations like this. So thank yeah. you for your bravery in doing this. And, mm. and she's not doing this just one-to-one -one living out, but even as I see her launch this Lioness Summit, I've mm. seen her be intentional about making sure, not just from a race standpoint, but even the last summit the other week, I got to watch a clip of just people, all different abilities, just yeah all different parts of life. So tell the audience a little bit more about yeah. what you do as founder of Lioness Summit because it's really courageous work. Oh, thank it? you. Thank you so much. And, and just another side note on that, uh, being a, a big advocate, I honestly, you know, I've, um, I've tried to fight injustice all across the board and didn't realize that um, I needed to do a few checks in me. So I want to challenge everyone else, you know, check everything. 
don't just feel like because you are proactive in a lot of things that you've got it you've got it all together in every area we always need growth and we and until we until we take our final breath we always need to be growing and being more aware of each other and how we can um, bridge any gap in our life um, at, at all the lioness summit came about from a natural um, ability that I had that I, I, I didn't even know it was a skill. It was just talking to people, <laughs> introducing people to each other. I had no idea that a long time ago growing up that was called marketing and PR uh, because that's what I would do is I would meet people and I'd hear that what they were doing. I'd say, oh, so-and-so, oh my gosh, they'd be great at this. And I would introduce them, not even realizing, Darla, you are doing public relations, you're doing marketing. So it, it evolved and, and I thank God for that because he put amazing women like you in my path. And, and I'm not just saying that, uh, you're, you're stellar. And there's um, been so many women that God has put in my path that I like, how did I get to meet them? And, um, and, and I remember my mentor um, and, and my coach was like, what you gonna do with all those names? What you gonna do now? <laughs> and so I, um, I, I honestly took all of my business cards, laid them all out, and I just prayed over. I was going, like, okay, God, you didn't bring me to Nashville just to meet these people. What do you want me to do with this? And, um, and, and through COVID of sitting at home, <laughs> um, I, I, I came across, it was in April, um, I came across a gentleman who was doing a uh, amazing two, I think it was like just a 24 hour having awesome speaker, one right after another. They were pastors, they were entrepreneurs, they were business people, they were people that had been broken, people that had come from a hard place and had lived through it and came back and they were fierce and wanted to help other people. And I thought, that's what I want. And so as I, um, God was like, I'm ready for you to stop being small, quit hiding, quit being anonymous, quit, quit being so small. And as I uh, was coming out of that, I reached out to you, D. Michelle, and I was saying, you know, I, th I want to be Lioness Summit. And I remember the picture you gave me put chills on me because I was like, yes, that is it. I, w I want to, to help people understand the courage, the fierceness that comes, not just by being awesome yourself, but when, you, when women come together, and a purpose we just we just go for it we we got each other's backs and there's so much energy and it's so much positivity that comes from the like what we're doing right now the hard conversations it's exciting to know hey i'm growing i'm getting better so the linus summit is a speaker series every month i have three top leaders top um, experts in their field coming together to talk about something uh, whatever the topic is, January was on a new perspective. And these women aren't just, uh, I, I, and, and I've loved having women who've had faced different challenges. And, and I want women to understand no matter where you are at, you are, are capable of being your very best self uh, and, and, and to stop living small. And that's what I want them to know, the, the courage is in you because there's something in us that just keeps saying, I know there's more. I know there's more. So I, what I want to do is bring these women together to show you, yes, there's more. Here are their books. Here is their courses. They consult. They are, you know, huge advocators. They're for you. So um, that's what I do. Awesome. And I always ask our guests to hit this. 
why the focus on women, Darla? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that because I've had so many guys say, "What's what's wrong with encouraging guys?" And there's not a thing. There's not a thing wrong with encouraging guys. It's just that's just not where I feel like God's leading me. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of guys that need mm -hmm. very authentic encouragement. And and I am I, I do constantly pray for men who will rise up and be leaders of men and be of integrity and fun. Um, it's just that I feel like my calling is specifically with women, but we do have a lot of men that say, hey, can I hop on and listen? I'm like, yes, for sure. <laughs> okay, so you heard it here first, although it's flying <laughs> summit, there'll be some women speaking, but open to men and women. So where yes. can people go and learn more about Lioness Summit? Yes, thank you so much. So if you go to lioness-pr dot com you can go to our website we're also on facebook the lioness summit i'm on linkedin the lioness summit and i'm on instagram the lioness summit <laughs> so you can catch us all the way across also social media yeah you got it the lioness summit so you the lioness summit yeah and our next one is going to be uh if you don't mind me saying my next one is going to be february 24th um, 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time and we're going to be talking about how your um, persistence can lead to excellence. Mm, persistence leads to excellence. Closing out on that line, any last words of advice for anyone listening who hasn't always been so persistent about mm. being courageous? Any uh, advice to them from the Lioness Summit founder? <laughs> Absolutely. For me, I needed accountability. I um, I am a seven on the Enneagram, so I'm super excited and I just want to get things going. And I'm also ADHD, so I want to get things going, but then I'm, as someone said, I'm a squirrelpreneur. <laughs> I'm an entrepreneur with that squirrel tendency. I want to go and, and do so much. Finding an accountability partner, finding a mentor, a coach that will help you stay on track and to also point out things about you, you might not see all the good things. You need someone to speak truth into you and to point out things, not just in a fluffy, you know, unicorn rainbow way, but the honest, real way. Hey, you're good at this right here. And I want to take this off of you. So you focus on that. Um, so that would be my advice. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much. And that's how to fit in even when you don't. Know you belong. Reach out to us on Instagram and Twitter at Know You Belong, K-N-O-W, You Belong. Or you can reach out to us on Instagram at Destiny Resets with an S at the end. Because you have to reset destiny when you know you belong. Be blessed.